Voice of Fintech. Hello and welcome to Voice of Fintech. Today we are at Seba. Seba is a crypto bank in Zug and we're talking to the CEO of Seba. Hi Guido, how are you today? Hi Rudy, good, very good. Thank you for coming by and being interested in Seba. All right, great. So can you tell us a little bit about yourself? How did you get to where you are today? Okay, so my background is finance. I've been in finance uh, almost my life long, but I'm a, a person with a lot of technology affinity. And um, I got uh, through my career, in particularly most of the time in investment bank, most of it in origination and then trading. And uh, through uh, the various cycles we went through since um, the end of the 90s, so to speak, I was involved in many infrastructure projects. Right, so you also survived the dot-com boost. The dot-com boost. Actually, we were oh, basically <laughs> we, in, the, in, in the internet cycle there, we actually used the internet as a trigger to grow in a shrinking market. And uh, we believe blockchain is, or DLT, however you want to call it, is a, another big trigger in terms of redefine finance. Okay, understood. So... Seba is branded itself as a crypto bank, um, or you can correct <laughs> me, but uh, you know, is is it a crypto bank or what is Seba? And what's your what's your uh, mission and what's your yeah. objective ultimately? Okay, so basically, um, we believe that, as I mentioned before, that uh, distributed ledger technology has all the aspects and particularly four attributes that fundamentally will redefine finance. And uh, what we want to deliver is a bank for the new economy with all the various um, ingredients that, ta- that it takes to do so. We want to deliver a new way of banking. And uh, to say we are a crypto bank or we are a black blockchain company doesn't really hit the mark. I think uh, when we started with the idea 18 months ago, it was a lot about uh, crypto and ICOs. But already at that time, we were thinking along the digital assets. But when you're going out and seek uh, money for investors, you need to use a term that people can recognize. Okay, so you mentioned digital assets. So what does SEBA do in terms of digital assets Well, for clients? Yeah, so SEBA is a full universal bank. Okay. Uh, for those people that are in Switzerland, we can say we built a UBS. Uh, or you can say for those people in the US, it's a Citigroup. Or for those people that are more UK or Asian driven, it's a HSBC. That's what we built. So SEBA is, uh, can deal with uh, the asset and the liability side. It can do primary and secondary market. It goes from institutional down to private individuals. Blockchain companies so and see, it covers the entire life cycle of digital assets from the beginning to the end. And on top of it, the bank can deal with foreign exchange and also with securities in the traditional form, making it a full bridge between digital and traditional assets. All right. Well, you know, digital assets are a new asset class still, relatively. I mean, of course, there are a lot of early adopters and believers, and then there are also skeptics. So if you were to rewind a little bit and just say from your perspective, let's say objectively, what are the pros of holding digital assets and what are the cons potentially, or what are the challenges rather? Yeah. So, I mean, there is a, there is a one dimension is the full macro level. And I uh, don't want to go into the details right now because it will take another two or three podcasts. Very exciting, though. But one is a social P 
people don't feel represented by the current government and because we have a indirect democracy, right? And blockchain plays an important role because blockchain will create you the digital identity that the state is sure that it was your vote, right? It will create certain dynamics in terms of the appetite at what point for what kind of questions people want to be directly involved in decision making. Right. The second one is the economic perspective, right? Social capital is more important these days than financial capital. So in other words, sharing and using is more important than owning. And interacting in a sustainable way is also more important than ever. Blockchain plays a very important role because I can exchange now value, things against money, service against money, or things against things, in the most efficient way through blockchain. It's in a millisecond, the trade is the settlement, and I can do it for multiple, multiple milliseconds. So in the development of decentralized economies, and people don't know yet exactly what it is, it plays a very important role. The third one is uh, data protection, individual data protection. I mean, today, I understand Google makes uh, $16 per user per day, and we give our data away for free. So if you take basically your digital identity and you log in into a browser, you can turn around, revert the model that you create a sort of a negotiation with these service providers, how much they give you for their for the particular service. And last but not least, with everything that I mentioned before, things become more transparent. So for the government, we have to ask ourselves the question, with this transparency, is the citizens going to be more transparent for the government or is the government going to be more transparent for the citizens? So this is the high-level macro picture. If you go into the finance elements, right, you have four aspects. The first one is digitalization of assets for DLT. That's going to stay. You can say now crypto is a sort of the, the experiment. I strongly believe into Bitcoin, but that is not really relevant. Stable coins are on the rise. And it is believed, according to many studies, that over the next five years, it's going to be a $20 trillion market. The second point, as I mentioned before, under the sharing economy, it's the most efficient transfer of ownership. So we have now Swiss Digital Exchange that has announced to do right. tokenization. The first thing they're going to tokenize is an equity. Why the heck do they go to tokenize an equity? Because I have very direct access to the capital market to rel at relative costs. Well, the trade is the settlement. All the post-trade activities are going to be more or less obsolete. Right. So CSDs, clearing, reconciliation, all these aspects are fundamentally going to change. The third element is that the private key is the perfect collateral for lending of any sort of digital assets. And the fourth element is the tokenization. So you can see the advantage of tokenization as such is to create a digital twin of everything that currently exists, yeah. convert this digital twin into a bankable assets, and therefore it's much easier to create liquidity, distribution, 
and access for all the people that want to be involved in sort of financing. All right. So we talked about what Seba does and also the bigger uh, bigger picture. So you started as a CEO of Seba more than a year ago. What are your personal objectives in the role? What are you trying to achieve in the next few months as a CEO of the bank or you know, as, well, a, I'm, as a team? I, I'm a founder of Seba. Right, okay. and um, we had eighteen months from the idea I to see. get the first transaction, first cl- client onboarded, and the first transaction through. We raised uh, hundred million angel money. This is the biggest amount ever since October. We are live. Yeah, we are uh, have now onboarded uh, fifteen clients, and from the first November on, we will be open for Swiss clients, all client segments. And then uh, in 1st of December, we're going to be open internationally. So the idea is now to make uh, the vision come true and to bring the baby in the, in, up to the air. Okay. So, and you also got the banking license. It's a part of that process, right? And uh, so what does that mean in terms of, I mean, are you going to go also uh, to other markets, other countries? Is that the mission? If you talk about it, be more long term. The ambition to be the bank for the new economy is a global ambition. So we um, we will um, don't only want to be a bridge between uh, the traditional assets and the digital assets, but also we want the bridge to be uh, across uh, Asia and Europe, and therefore we want to expand uh, internationally as well. The first markets we aim to go for is uh, Singapore and Hong Kong. And many others are in current evaluation. The interesting elements, we have many governments or government bodies that have approached us to um, seek at the opportunities or to look at their opportunities in their countries. Right. And so what's your relationship with incumbent banks? Uh, for, for example, Julius Baer, of course. How does that work? Are you competitors in every single area? Do you cooperate, cooperate in some areas? How does that work? The traditional banks are not competitors. I mean, mm-hmm. the, uh, Julius Baer is a perfect example of that. Julius Baer is a minority shareholder. There is no uh, exclusive arrangements. But they have realized that uh, many of their top-tier clients already have invested into crypto and have a view in terms of digital assets and uh, have also realized that this technology can fundamentally change how things are being done within the finance uh, infrastructure and therefore um, would like to cooperate uh, with an expert partner like ourselves. All right. And then, of course, there's not many banks like you who are providing services in terms of digital assets. There are a few. But if you were to compare to uh, to them, what is your unique competitive advantage or some people say it's unfair advantage. Why are, the, why are you uh, better than them? Well, it's, it's very simple. We are, uh, in terms of uh, width and breadth, I think uh, we are very uniquely positioned. As I mentioned, digital assets, we do the entire life cycle. For instance, I'll give you just an example. Um, we have, uh, on the custody storage side, we have six different types of custody storages. We have developed and built that ourselves because we believe the cost of the element is the fundament of every bank. You don't want to partner or outsource that to anyone. Uh, Secondly, we have a trading platform which is unique and state-of-the-art of of its kind. We are acting as a principal, not as an agent, uh, not as a broker. So we uh, connect it to all the exchanges and uh, consolidate the liquidity and the price. So by definition, it's 
the best price and the best liquidity if the market are uh, very uh, very efficient and as a small uh, example for our transaction banking offering we also have a SEPA card which is very similar to Revolut but with that card you also can spend now the first time your cryptos into the real world in a very with a very competitive pricing okay how do you make money or how will you make money what's the business model well it's simple uh, it's commission and it's uh, interest rates differentials but it's also from an origination perspective you have some project costs that we will charge and when it comes to capital raising there is always a success fee attached to that Right. which is a commission model as well. So in terms of making money, it's not very unsimilar than uh, today's banks. It's just a matter of, of how much it costs, how quickly it will be delivered, and what it means for all the incumbents that are involved into it. And I believe here we have um, significant opportunities. There are many pain points today that uh, people are looking for opportunities and solutions, and uh, SEPO can offer those. Right, understood. So with layman's terms, so basically what you're saying is on interest rates that not only I can deposit digital assets with you, but I can also borrow them. Right? Exactly. So the interesting element is since when it comes to to issuing, right? I mean, if you are in emerging market and we are in, we believe as digital assets are being an emerging market, you have to create the origination, then the distribution, and then the trading. And uh, on the origination side, we can issue tokens. Then uh, for the distribution side, we will store and finance and help to distribute them. um, And the trading side, we also do investment finance and obviously access to the market. And for the illiquid products, we also have billboard and auction models that ensure sufficient allocation of capital and uh, matching of buyers and sellers in the most um, efficient way. Okay, great, understood. So we we talked a little bit about who are your target customers, but a bit in more detail and in the next few months. I mean, who are the early adopters for you? Are these corporates or the individuals or other banks who don't have those sort of capabilities? If you can uh, paint a little bit of a picture, who are your target customers? All of above. I mean, who is the iPhone made for? Is it the two-year-old or the under-two-year-old? Is it for the smart people or for more the rural people? Right? It's It's done for everyone. And that's what we see. It's interesting to see who is approaching us. People that are from a profile perspective, you would never consider them as a potential client. And there are many to come. Obviously, there are various flavors of institutional clients. Banks are incorporated in there. People that are already established, people that are more evangelists, you know, in terms of blockchain, they also have realized the value of uh, having someone they can trust their private key upon. We also have, uh, you know, for private individuals, we have the the SEBA wallet, right, where we have, we manage the private keys. Um, Today, I think a company has announced called that the institutionalized uh, wallet. So we call it the SEBA wallet. And then from there, you can also feed directly in your public wallet. And it's like cash you have uh, that you can carry around with you. So we we try to bridge all these sorts of ve- delivery models of finance and assets across the various um, delivery types, you know, if that okay. makes sense. Well, great. Thank you. Good luck to SEBA. Just have one more question which is where can interested parties reach you and who would be the most relevant partner for you to get in touch with? Well, I think you can contact us on seba.swiss 
right? We also are on, on social media where we can be approached. And uh, those people that would have a direct contact can send a, a mail to me to see what we can do for you. All right. Well, thank you, Guido, again. Thank you, Rudy.